Good morning, good morning. You remember that testimony? I know you remember when Jesus met that woman at the well. It's so amazing because he knew he was going to encounter her. That was her day of visitation, but she had no idea. He always show up when we least expect. Now, she was a woman who wasn't faithful in her relationships. And you could tell being a woman or a man, you got a lot on your mind. Knowing that, you know, the life that you're choosing to live and decisions that you are making, all that drama you got going on. And here you are on your way to get some water and encountering your savior. And she went back after encountering him and she spread it good news due to an encounter she had with Christ. It's so good to spread good news instead of spreading bad news. Because bad news get around just as fast as good news. But who want to hear bad things? Even back in the day when, you know, we used to like to hear the drama, you know, like, oh, what happened? What, for real? You know, even, you know, gossip got a, a sound to it. For real, though. No. What? Guess what happened? What, 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 what? We be pressed too. What, what? Tell me, tell me, what, 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 what? Tell me. <laughs> And don't let somebody say, oh, I'm going to say, I got something to say. Oh, I forgot. Never mind. I forgot. I forgot. What you mean you forgot? We so pressed for that information. Like, how's somebody going to say, you know, I got something to tell you, and they say they forgot? What? What you mean? <laughs> Just don't say nothing. But she's spreading good news instead. The good always outweigh the bad. If you think about every encounter that Christ had with people, it was a visitation they didn't even see. See it coming. Like the virgins, you know, Christ was parably speaking. Pretty much the message was, you don't know the hour nor time. And the thing about it is, we got to realize what he's saying, because we just look at it from word for word. But you got to think, you know, spiritually about what he's saying. Use your spiritual ears. Me use my spiritual ears to hear what he's actually saying to us. It's not about having no light. It's about going somewhere to meet the bridegroom. They were going to a specific location to meet him. But they didn't know the hour or the time he would arrive. So we're walking with him daily, but still know the hour or the time for our visitation to receive breakthroughs upon breakthroughs. How many breakthroughs that you receive, and I know that I receive, that I didn't even see coming, walking right into a breakthrough. And he led us to it. He wanted us to know that he led them to himself. When he opened up that door for the celebration for the bridegroom to receive them in, and they focus on the lamps. But yet, if you realize, they were already at the location. Just that their lights went out for the five who didn't get extra oil. But the thing is, they still can see because they're right beside the five who did. You got to really visualize what Christ is saying. Just like if you have a flashlight and I don't. My power go out. My batteries ran dead. But yours still work. So there's no excuse for me to need this encounter. You got to be so desperate for that visitation of breakthrough that you're preparing for. That nothing's going to keep you from it. It don't matter what I have. It don't matter what it takes. I'm going to wait for this visitation. Because we're not in position. When he visit, he's going to close the door. 
But I'm going to tell you how merciful he is. So many times we missed a visitation. And he always presented back. And how do he present it back? When we are out of our own way. Them five got in their own way. Five and five, that's equal. One should have stood next to the other. And we would have been sitting there all right. That's why he said, and once they begin to walk away to go buy some more oil, that's when he came. Just when we took our eyes off, just when we take our focus off, there goes the visitation that we just missed, that we prepared so much to receive. Hallelujah. Even the Daniel under a fig tree had no idea Christ was right there. Christ walked past Nathaniel. Didn't even know who he was. Because here go Nathaniel. Can something good come out of Nazareth? And here go Christ. Before you came here, I saw you sitting under the fig tree. And Nathaniel was like, you are the Messiah. Because I was under the fig tree. I was under the fig tree. How you know that? I saw it before I saw it, Nathaniel. I want you to see it before you see it. So when it comes to good news, let's focus on that instead. Now, it's bring me to the point of why I'm on here very quickly. Because I gave a testimony of a woman... See, when it's, when it's about somebody's testimony, I don't give out names, places, or things specifically. But when it comes to giving honor, when it's due, I will give a name, a place, and a thing specifically. And this woman got on YouTube and gave her testimony about being delivered from prostitution. But the thing is, I wanted you guys to hear this and hear this well. I never said the name of the church. And God said, Quenisha, it been misinterpreted for the extra listeners who decided to listen that you were talking about a specific church, but you never said a name of a church. Go on there and say this again. Because sometimes you got to repeat it. Like God say, again, I say rejoice. I never said the name of the church. I never said the name of the woman because that wasn't the point. And sometimes we misinterpreted things. We hear what we want to hear and we go and spread that type of news. And then we get the clarification like you're getting right now that I didn't speak about no specific church. You took it and you made up a name that I did not say because if I didn't say it, that it had to be made up, came from somewhere else, that it didn't come from out of my mouth. But how many of us are mature enough, start with myself, that if we get something wrong or assume wrong incorrectly, that we can go back to those people we went to and gossip the wrong thing and say, you know what, my fault, I was wrong. I heard it wrong. But many of us won't do that because we don't want to go to the people and admit that we made that type of mistake. So accountability is very important, very important because it gets innocent people involved in things that they should not be.
When we are focusing on miracle signs and wonders that are following. Hallelujah. Seriously. So let me, let me say this. I don't have to correct it because I never said what was said that I did say. I never said the name of a church. So for someone to say that I said a church specifically, that was wrong. And you know what's so amazing about this? People that know me and know about this podcast, they go off the title of the episodes to know if it's for them or not. God had me to take it off Facebook because it started out me ministering. Then God took a turn because I started preparing for what I didn't even see coming. So it was for a different crowd to help me, to inspire me, to empower me, specifically detail by detail to be where I am right now. And it's amazing how five of you listened. You listened and the title was For You Buka. Now, had I read that about anybody else, I would have known I'm not Buka. So um, she's not talking to me. I don't need to find out what that's even about. That's not even concerning me, but I'm just going to, you know, praise God, whatever he's doing in her life. It's not, let me hear what she's talking about. Let's find out what's going on. You got to realize, I can realize if we're Christ-like, we're Christ-like. We perceive like Christ. We think like Christ. We know ahead of things like Christ. We discern like Christ. Have insight like Christ. Anointed like Christ. The same spirit of Holy Spirit like Christ. Hallelujah. Seriously. We got to really check what we're doing here. What we saying. What we doing. Who we getting involved to do what we want to be done. Does it bring God glory? If it doesn't, is God okay with it? Do God approve of it? If he don't, then why continue with something that he do not approve? But we want glory. I want to see how mature that we can actually be to go back to the people that we said things that was incorrectly spoken about and make that correction. You know what? I was wrong. Many of us not going to do that. Many of us are not going to do that. Hallelujah. 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 Because if Quenisha spoke about a name of a church then that would have been something different. But Quenisha said there was a woman in a church. Now I want you to go to YouTube and go to woman at the church who testified about being delivered from prostitution. She's going to have on a cowboy's jersey, a short haircut, and she's African-American. It's going to show up immediately on YouTube when you type that up because it went viral so fast. And you're going to, if you read all the comments, you're going to see when God had me to correct my response because I felt convicted and I got some responses, replies like, amen to that. Because God had me to testify what I just received deliverance from laughing when it wasn't time to laugh. No one's testimony is funny when it's not time to laugh. Being delivered from things that seems to be, you know, 
challenging to admit. That's nothing to laugh at. Just visionize this woman in these places with these people, these men sleeping around doing things for money. So she felt like there wasn't no other way for her at that time. There's nothing more defiling than to do sexual, nasty, filthy things to people to get money. Hallelujah. And she stood up and she testified that and got very detailed about it. And I put on my comment, God said, am I laughing? Then why are you? She's not laughing, giving that testimony. And people responded to that because everybody's first response is laughing. They even made joke, joking things out of the video. But to God be the glory. There's also some videos called funny church moments. I used to watch all the way up to like probably 56. It's all, it's a lot of number episodes. And God said, Quenisha, I want you to look real closely at this. These moments are being captured without people's permission. And it's catching them off guard doing things they don't want no one, you know, to be seen doing. That's like if I call out for work saying I'm sick, quote unquote, and then someone get a picture of me at a, a theme park. Wait a minute. Why you get a picture of me? I'm supposed to be at that, in the home. You understand? Seriously. Like when God had me to sow that seed, them two seeds at the people at the gas station, you have to really listen to the testimony. They were at the gas station. So you don't go to no gas station without money for no gas. So it wasn't that they didn't have any money. God just used me to show up to say, don't use your money. I have some for you instead. It's on me. You understand? It's different if Quenisha go to somebody who on the street on the corner who don't have any food or nothing to drink and skin is filthy because of lack of bathing and I record me giving them a dollar. How rude is that? How disrespectful is that? That's why when I go out, like when we minister, when people are there who want to be there and, you know, having their hearts to want to worship and want to sing with God and praise God and see you dance and do your thing that your purpose is here to do. That's good to record and go live and show what God is using you to do if that's what God's showing you to do and using you to do. But when God had me to go out here, I don't record all the time or go live because some people don't want to be seen in that current state. There was a man that had a lot of bugs on him. Let me testify this. Thousands of little bugs. I don't know if it was lice or whatever. There were a lot of bugs. You could see them crawling out of his scalp on the end of his bush, on his chin hair, everywhere, on his clothes. And no one wanted to be around this man. And God said, Quenisha, hug him. And when God said that, all of a sudden, his presence became on me so heavy that the love covered any thought that I can think that could be filthy or disgusting or want to separate myself or thinking that it's going to come up on me or it's going to be nasty to touch. All of that went away. The love was so sharp that nothing mattered but giving that man an encounter like that. And I gave him a hug. When I nail bug on me and he couldn't believe that someone gave him a hug. Do you know he would never forget that? There was a woman 
who gave me a hug when people didn't want to be around me. This man went on TV. Now I got family in Israel. He went to Israel. This man, he'd be on TV sometimes. A young guy. And he keep going and recording himself. Going this, She's like 92 years old. This lady, she's appearing to be a Jew. And her house is very, it's, it's not even a place to live. It's not suitable for no one to live. Not even an animal. And nothing, no food, no nothing is there. And the thing about it is, she was sitting there like she never ate in a long time. But now God give me a revelation. Before this revelation, I, I was pitying her current state. Like, how can you put the camera crew on a woman who you say haven't eaten for days, but yet still watching her be hungry while you talking to be seen? Instead, why don't you just get a woman something to eat? What's more important? The TV, news, media, or giving this woman something to eat when you have money in your pocket to do so. And God just said to me, Quenisha, it's fake. Do she look like she hungry? Do she look like she hungry? Quick testimony. When me and my siblings were very young, there were some people that said, we're going to put some clothes on you guys, take pictures of you, and, you know, just stand there in the camera. And I was told that when I got older. People out here who really do that. Bring dirty clothes and holes in clothes to have people thinking that you don't have anything. And they sew it into these organizations that people are putting it in their own pocket. Like God not going to deal with that. Isn't he Jehovah Nisi? He defends very well. He's our banner. He's our victory. Hallelujah. I think it's very disrespectful for someone to bring a camera like they do in Tanzania and all part of Africa and Arabia with children that's barely able surviving, ribs sticking out, barely can breathe, flies all over them, and the parents sitting right there next to them and over 200 pounds. So what does that say? I've been to a part of this world, not no place mentioned, when they would only give the children the scraps, the bones. And I've never seen children eat bones like that, just bones while the parent ate off the meat. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to um, just call them out on it. And be like, hey, don't, because I don't want to, I can tell the end of the result before I say anything. That's how good we discern like our savior. You know the end of it before you even, you know, encounter it. So sometimes it sets you up to know what to do. You know, what choice to make beforehand. And I, I saw that they would be offended if I said something. So I didn't say nothing. So what I did instead, I just went to go buy more food. And they did the same thing again. Just gave them the bones. And they were so excited to eat those bones. But the thing is, I was wondering, how does it feel going down? They hard. I mean, the mirror, all that. I mean, come on. 
And guess what? It's no longer happening again. I went to a place where I had a tribe that they were only can pick who they want to marry and buy her with cattle and land and money to the father. And she had no say so but to go with them. And I went there, God used me to talk about what love really is, what romance is, that a woman should have a decision to, you know, hear from God as well. Not just pick who's more suitable, who gonna wash my clothes and, you know, clean up the house and give me children. Looking for a handmaid, but as a wife. And guess what? When I left that place, like maybe a year later, actually, to be honest, a year later, it took a year, but it's all good. It's better late than never. They have all kinds of wedding celebrations, being in love. Women like, you know, I'm with the man I love. You understand? Not I'm with somebody who just picked me. You understand? God will use us to go around the world and make change. Like God said, Quenisha, I want you to go to Bangkok. Oh, wow. Go where? Go to Bangkok. You tripping. <laughs> who going to Bangkok? He could have said any place in Asia. Come on now. He could have said Fuji Fountain, somewhere where it's nice. You understand? Hong Kong even. Take me with Rush Hour with Chris Tucker was. You know, somewhere like that. You understand? Take me somewhere like he said Hong Kong. I mean, no, he said, uh, what you say again, God? He said, I forgot because I'm, you know, I'm talking about it, right? <laughs> what you say again? Bangkok. Thank you, Father. Bang, I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna feel like Hancock and Bangkok. I'm trying to tell you. Feel like Hancock. <laughs> And Bangkok. But I want to quickly get on here and just say it feel good to spread good news, right? It don't feel good to spread bad news. God going to expose the bad news. Yes. Anything we do negatively, it be exposed. And everything we do positively, it be exposed. I don't want to be exposed. I know what it's like. That happened to me a lot of times in the past where I got caught up in gossip and it was just bought off of what Quenisha said about it and no one else said. So it was like, I said that you said that. How many times your name got caught in some mess like that? You said that. She said that. I heard that you said. And you're like, man, I wish I never said nothing. I, I, you can't lie about it. And sometimes I did try to lie my way out of it. Like, you know, I didn't say that. They, but when they bring the people who you said, you did say that. <laughs> and I would look you in your face and say, no, I didn't. <laughs> Yes, you did. No, I did. <laughs> and I thank God that we don't have to live like that no more. It's so toxic. You know, drama is so toxic. You know, I, when someone want to call me, and it depends on how the conversation going. Uh, okay. And the thing is, I, I flip it to an opportunity for them to, you know, receive prosperity in it as well as me. We got to keep it positive, even myself. Got to keep it positive, guys. Seriously, because I was like, you know what? I can't do, I can't be in stuff like this no more, God. This don't feel good. You know what I'm saying? Be called out about what I said, I shouldn't have said. They said that you said there's tension in the room. Nobody want to trust me with no words anymore. I know what everybody face turned up at me. I'm in trouble. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> Manisha, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. <laughs> See, I love being honest and open like that. You understand? And it takes God to, you know, to do that. It takes God to do that. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So, the purpose of me getting on here to say this morning, I never mentioned the name of that church. So, if that was mentioned that I said a church specifically, or it was talked as if I was talking about a specific place, I want you to feel the correction because it's actually on YouTube for everybody to see. You understand? 
I just testified what everybody already saw, who's seen it already. Hallelujah. That's not what I do. If I encounter something that's not okay, I go to God about it. Yeah, but I did have moments when I vented, of course. And guess what? That's in the past. Venting is not even good. But expressing is very, it's, it's well, it's necessary to get it out. But it's not what, what we say, it's how we say things. You understand? Like sometimes we hear something, we run with something just to keep drama started. And just so we can have our way. But guess what? That's not having God to have his way. Aren't we in this for him? So why don't we do things continuously to please him? It's a lot that I can say, but I'd rather just be okay with just this right here. This is enough. This is enough. This is good enough. Hallelujah. I never said the name of a church or that woman. I want to see if you go back and tell whoever was said that a church specifically Having people to think that I'm feeling some type of way about what I encountered when I didn't even encounter it. It's something that I seen on YouTube. I didn't have to say all of that detail for it not to be misinterpreted or translated differently. Because we shouldn't be spreading negative news anyway. It's like this. Whenever we out of position, that's when the bridegroom actually really come. For those who are out of position, miss the breakthrough. And when we're in position, guess what? The bridegroom still arrives. But how many times we were out of position and he showed up? And close the door back and say, I will come again. I'll come again. They're just not ready to receive it this time. You understand? I love you. Greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. We got to be so open and honest about our walk. You know, we made, make a mistake, correct it. Say something wrong, correct it. Correct it. Put ourselves in people's shoes. Would I want this done to me? Why am I listening to her podcast if it's titled For You, Buka? What do I get out of listening to that? Buka is not no one specific name. We don't know nobody named Buka. Buka who? That's a name that was given. Due to personal feelings that we all can, you understand, detect. Hallelujah. So if you want to come on here and just receive what God used me to do, then do that. For that reason, not for no other reason, because God's going to always expose everything we do in secret place. We can reap a corruptible or incorruptible harvest. It's on us. Just, just as well as the things that be hidden, that be coming towards you. Don't God tell you? Don't you know? Exactly. The same God in you, the same God in me. Hallelujah. So let's pray good news instead. I love you.